yaweza yes sir and yeah. yeah welcome to part two of the moshi story well yeah moshi empire story moshi kingdoms story sorry that's just story cool. sorry i can't all wait. right um this one is even longer so i am going to go on as fewer tangents as possible okay let's try all right again. so now we know the origin we know where they are settled now let's let's dive into yes. the people in, in themselves let's see you what kind of lifestyle they lived for, for, um for. Mm-hmm. well actually we are not entirely done with the origin oh we are not we just we just know the origin of the people we don't know the origin of the kingdoms oh that's true that's true yeah Jeez. wow okay yeah so the but kingdom that, this, yeah so this part i'm going to try to keep it to a minimum so okay, essentially cool. the story goes that um where drago moved north um with an army his grandfather gave him he moved north and he um formed the first moshi kingdom he formed the first moshi kingdom in a place called ten sorry in a place called Tenkorugo. um I like how I'm more certain of these pronunciations than yes. any other pronunciation we've ever done. Right? Like you're just <laughs> rolling through them. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Until <laughs> until until a, a mushy person listening to this episode is like, I really have to tell these people some. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> for now, we're going to assume I'm killing it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he formed a, the first mushy kingdom in Tenkorugo, right? Mm-hmm. And then after out of um Tenkorugo, other kingdoms will be formed right okay. um so he had a bunch of sons where drago had a bunch of sons um one of his sons was called rawa um he, rawa would um he would leave he would leave Tenkorugo um and go north um he leave Tenkorugo and go north to form a kingdom called um zandoma right <clears throat> okay now this this is another confusing thing about some oral traditions in some oral traditions um they don't mention rawa they mention another person called zungrana what right and um zungrana Wait, but the names are not even close yeah so um some historians believe that rawa and zungrana were brothers oh okay but then some believe that it's just a matter of there's the same person that it like, like but that different people used different names for. Mm, okay. Yes. All right. Um yeah. So anyway, um the story goes that um Zungrana mm-hmm. would also form um kingdom a kingdom in the south. Right. Wow. Um yeah. but Keep in mind, Rawa's kingdom is, is when when you go up north. His kingdom was um a bit further up north. Anyway. Okay. Um. <clears throat> and then um, a second son um of um, Wedrago, a second son of Wedrago um, called um Diaba. Diaba uh-huh. formed a kingdom in the west. He moved west. Sorry, east. He moved east and he formed a kingdom called Fada Nguma. Okay. And um, Fada Nguma. Okay. Yes. And another another person 
However, he's not uh, he's not the brother. He's he's you know Rawe's brother. He's Rawe's nephew. Okay. So Rawe's nephew will form a kingdom called um, Wagadugu. Ooh. Okay. Does this sound familiar? Yes, that sounds extremely exactly. familiar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wagadugu is the modern day capital of um, Burkina Faso. For those of you yeah. who don't get it. Um, yeah, so the person who formed this kingdom is called Wubri. Um, Wubri? Yes, Wubri. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so um, I mentioned those kingdoms in particular because they are the most relevant kingdoms. However, um, one interesting thing I see on the net often related to history stuff is mentions of a Moshi Empire. Now, yeah. the closest thing we've ever had to a Moshi Empire was when Rawa, Rawa, who formed the kingdom of Zanduma, he pretty much made it into an empire at a point. It didn't last long after his death, though. But, um, yeah, he, he conquered a bunch of territory, um, large aspects of territory, and brought it all under his rule. He was really powerful. He was like, I'm looking for someone to compare him to, but like, yeah, he was he was that guy essentially. Mm, mm. He was that all conquering dude, mm. and um, he um, he was so powerful that some historians believe that um, the mention of um, in in some some of the Song High Chronicles of the mm. the the Moshi king or the Moshi emperor who attacked them is actually referring to rawa oh i see yeah yes so some yes. some historians when when um when 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 that when that moshi king is mentioned they knows that um it's it's most most likely to be rawa um who okay. formed the empire of zanduma yes i see wow hmm. yeah so rawa was really the one person who really formed a proper empire in that sense um however the rest just had kingdoms and uh, moshi history is in such a way that the kingdoms fluctuated a kingdom can be one size today and be another size tomorrow how? and <laughs> because of a lot of infighting and external oh, fighting okay. so okay. <laughs> yes the kingdom size fluctuated and it was never actually one like the, the territory that we'd mm-hmm. refer to today as Moshi territory was never one unified kingdom. It has never been one unified kingdom. So there is, if you ever see somewhere mentioning a, a Moshi empire, it's wrong. There has never been that. It's always been kingdoms. And like a lot of different kingdoms, but never one entity. Yes, as a never whole. one. Exactly. Mm. And and one kingdom does not have did not have sovereignty over another unless it was conquered by that other kingdom did that or happen unless often, you know <laughs> sometimes it happened from time to time okay okay like like by the time that um the french would show up um mm-hmm. there would be like only like five main kingdoms remaining at that point in time wow yeah so anyway um let me just list a bunch of kingdoms right i've already mentioned tenkoroko which was the original kingdom um his name meant um old mountain 
because that was where the moshis see like their first you know origin like where they sprang out from to go out mm. and form all the other kingdoms okay. yeah and then there was zandoma then there is yatenga there is father ngoma there's wagadugu there's busuma there's bulsa there's tatenga there's Rizium, there's yako there's zitenga so those are just the ones i've mentioned so far there were a few more sides that too have existed at some point and wow. if you are hearing tenga a lot that is because tenga means like earth ground world kind of thing mm. um there was yes. also a cartoon that was called tenga tenga tales hmm. really i don't yeah. remember that yeah it's very very it must have been a db thing because i never heard of it <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway. Okay. But that's like that was at least eleven kingdoms you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I'm telling you, don't listen to someone you call it an empire. Correct them. It was never an empire. Okay, okay, wow. All right. So wait, do these people yes. have like did they have like a sort of are we is do they did they have like a sort of um what's it called? Like a common tradition behavior whatever something that made them see or were they all like very different in their own way no that's one of the fascinating things about it the moshi kingdoms were identical in the way they were run in their traditions in everything they were very identical even in their language their language barely diverted from each other typically when when a people group form different kingdoms over time their languages start to like grow, grow apart but yeah for the moshi that only happened to a very limited extent wow. it didn't happen a lot like it was just a limited extent to which that that occurred to them so that's yeah that's another interesting thing the, the fact that there was a lot of in fighting and stuff but they somehow managed to keep a lot of all of those things together like let me give you a picture of how much infighting there was with the <laughs> okay. kingdoms i stopped reading it that's the oh, picture you stopped. <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't keep track like, anymore <laughs> there was so much of it that you just like okay you know what, let's... I, like, yeah i couldn't wow and this person this person um, um fought against his brother and took over this and then this person's this person did that did that I would tell you one one key fascinating one though mm. um so in in the tradition of the historically the moshi tradition i think they actually still do it till today yet yeah, i think they still do it till today i saw a picture of one lady with it so what they do is when um when 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 ena dies that's the that's the king right mm -hmm. or well right now or now or the 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 the, the supreme ruler of of the kingdom is called the mogunaba which okay. is like king of the world kind of thing Ish, man. yeah it's a big Ish. ass title <laughs> <laughs> um if either the um, the na or if you want to say the mogunaba dies um the mogunaba title is actually only restricted for the the king in wagadugu Oh, but um, okay. the other kings are the Na. So if a Na dies or a Mogunaba dies, what they do is um, their the eldest sister, right? The eldest mm -hmm. sister of the, the 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 king's children. She she gets um, the king's clothes. Wow. So 
she she essentially gets to um she acts like a sort of standing king to crown or to enskin the next king wow you get it yes yes so what happens at with one of the kings one of the kingdoms in wagadugu mm-hmm. at a point in time right um a king died and um two two of his sons were vying for the throne right mm-hmm. and what would happen is that one of the sons um called yadiga um he he wanted to rule but he didn't have the power to overthrow his i think i think he was actually the younger brother so he didn't have the power, the right to do it but mm-hmm. then what happened was that the eldest sister so the title is called napoku that's the title you get for the elder sister yes, okay. yes. the one who gets to do the crowning essentially mm-hmm. she fled with the royal attire of the founder of the kingdom hey um yes that's what they used to crown the king to enskin yeah. the king. so she fled with yadiga who she supported on the throne right so yadiga mm-hmm. would go to the kingdom of zanduma which was rawa's kingdom this rawa is dead long ago and yeah. it's from there that he would he would um start his own kingdom ah. and he would start his own kingdom and his kingdom would be called yatenga and yatenga nice. would end up becoming one of the most powerful mushi kingdoms and it's one of the few that still exist today wow and so the yeah. the kingdom that was left behind what happened to them it's still existing that one is wagadugu okay yes, wagadugu but like yeah at the, at the point where they have no clothes to crown to and skin the new ruler what for I'm, I'm wondering i'm guessing they winged it i don't know what okay. they did but they must have winged it somehow <laughs> <laughs> made an exception for the guy i see i see ah, that's really interesting but it so yeah. it means so far from what i understand it's like we can't even follow the usual theme where we look at like different because if we want to talk about different rulers of all the 10 or 12 or 25 i don't know how many kingdoms that's like going to be a task too much right yeah so let's yeah, just talk about the running things like what, what religions were they practicing all right so um i'm sure some of you listening might have noticed wait if according to the moshi people the moshi you know history they were foreigners who conquered other people why is it how did they you know multiply essentially why are all the people in burkina Faso? most of the people in burkina Faso now refer to themselves as moshi yes it's that's a good question yes. <laughs> it's for two reasons one uh-huh. um they carried a lot of moshi people with them two they intermingled with the native populations when they went there that's and true. one of the ways they did this right mm-hmm. is through religion ah now yes the native or some of the native actually most of the native population at that time um who were also not necessarily um part of the Moli Dagbon, but good speak actually let me just say Moli Dagbon as well because mm-hmm. i think that's actually a running theme but mm-hmm. um right the ethnic group under which i fought is also mm-hmm. in this category the the grunsi 
or grunchy, the grunchy, the fruffers are under the grunchy. So like, that's actually even the funny thing. Like the fruffers are a subgroup of a subgroup. A subgroup. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> you get the levels to it. Yes. So anyway, um, one thing a lot of um, our people, not just mine, but the related ethnic groups have is um, priestly priests whose powers are believed to come from the land okay mm. and in the native peoples of burkina faso they had that same thing right oh, okay. so in burkina faso society religion was divided into two right there were the people who um were believed to have mastery over the land right the original settlers right they partook mm. in earth worship okay and they were called the tengsobundo what tengsobundo okay okay the earth wow. yes the people who had mastery over the land mm. right and then the second group of people um were called the nam the people with the power of the land the conquerors oh. now yes while the tengsobundo um tengsobundo worshipped the earth the nam worshipped windy windy sorry windy and windy is essentially i don't want to say sky father but it's something along those lines okay is celestial worship so it was like that discrepancy in the in the That's in the religion so of the original settlers yes as opposed to the conquerors yes however the the religions the two religions developed a syncretic um relationship right so uh-huh. when when for example certain religious rites need to take place the tengsumbondo have to perform rites for it to take place so when certain um, events have to take place those with the mastery over the land have to uh-huh. perform certain rites for it to be able to take place you get it before uh-huh the 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 people with the power of the land the get to perform yes get to mm-hmm. perform whatever rituals they have to perform wow. i should mention because of the intertwining at some point in time any almost not not, not necessarily anyone but um for what it took to um, become a member of the nam was the the, the threshold was really low it, it, oh. it fell basically yes but so now let me put it this way the, the other part, interesting part about the religion in the Moshi kingdoms, there was this concept of Naba Wende and Napaga Tenga. What? Naba Naba is king. It's okay. the same as Na. So like yes. Na Nedga is the same thing. So Naba Wende is essentially king god, king sky god, and okay. Napaga Napaga is wife wife so yes okay and tenga is earth not not necessarily wife it's like it's like queen queen yeah. oh, okay okay yeah and tenga is earth so naba windy and nampaga tenga is like the king and his wife so it's like the king the the sky king and his earth wife so their relationship the relationship between their religions just like merged into one broad concept ah 
Man. I don't know if I've lost anyone yet. It sounds complex. No. I know it sounds complex. This guy, Please stay like, with me. There's nothing simple with them. Like even their religion is <laughs> a whole yes. thing on like this. Yes, 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 yes. It's 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 all it's all so it's, it's all mixed in there. It's fascinating though, isn't it? Wow. Well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's so that's how <laughs> you said essentially it was through religion that the sort of like assimilated other people religion was one of the key means by which just they assimilated the, the people groups with them and it's not just like religion like they mixed with them um they they bred with them you know they pick wives and husbands from them <laughs> the way you said that sounded so i know it sounded after i said it i was like wait what was i saying this sounds like a breeding program <laughs> But yeah, we get we get the idea. Wow, that's, good, good, good. <laughs> okay, so so did they did they have like a were they what was the other thing like were they I mean we know they they went to war a lot but were they farmers were they traders were they what were they exactly? <coughs> right. So um, Moshi um kingdom, well kingdoms essentially had um let me say two kind of groupings the first kind of groupings are based on um, what you do okay everyone everyone who was not sorry everyone who was not a royal or mm -hmm. a blacksmith was a farmer wait a royal or a blacksmith was a farmer oh wow okay yeah it was automatic you're probably wondering <laughs> wait didn't you say they, they like to fight a lot of wars uh -huh. well yeah they did but then their society was such that um they did they didn't have a large permanent military they only had mm -hmm. like a small bunch of royal guards and every time it was time for war every farmer was a soldier damn and they were still so, winning <laughs> what yeah <laughs> Wait, you have to know how to fight. Yo, bro, the fact that you're farming that's not me, you don't know how to fight. You better Man, know how to fight. Quick. That, that is wild. <laughs> so that's like that was like the the that's 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 how it was divided. However, there were also weavers. Um people did the weaving, you know, kind of stuff. And then there were traders mm -hmm. as well in their um you know, in their society. Um so yeah, it was it was one of the ways of the partitioning was basically on what you did so um the farmers the weavers the blacksmith the weavers were also farmers and mm. when when um when when their crops were out of season they they went to do their weaving they went to weave okay makes sense yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so okay, um so, and then the second the, yes the second style. one mm -hmm. yeah the second grouping style is essentially based on um lineage right so you have the you remember i mentioned before the nam um mm -hmm. so in a more narrow sense right okay not in a more narrow sense actually this all just falls under okay so in a more under the nam right sorry so forgive them in a more narrow sense but so under the nam right you have the mm -hmm. king's household I would have given the motion names for all of these, but I feel like they would convince people listening. <laughs> They'll confuse people. <laughs> yes, probably. Um, so I'm going to keep the, the names out, the motion names out, and just give okay. you the, this thing. So you have the 
the king's household mm-hmm. you have the members of the royal lineage who can become um nabas that's chiefs or kings okay and then yes. you have the members of the royal lineage who cannot become kings so like there was that <clears throat> there was a split <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have the masters of war which are kind of like the generals of sorts oh man yes, even the your title sounds cool the masters of yeah war. yeah masters of war i know right <laughs> <laughs> and then you had the commoners ah that's so anticlimactic yes. like i know right? <laughs> you just like, drop you yeah, drop that right after the masters of war. <laughs> 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 yeah oh, then man. you had the commoners um so so what that's that's basically the the two different ways of the categories and then of, mm. so under the com the the, the the most of the the natives before um what do you call it assimilation were also commoners uh-huh yeah, yeah. no that's what i'm saying oh, okay okay yeah yeah i mean makes sense <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so that's how they were split two ways either by what you do or by your lineage essentially yeah okay okay and i know oh, we are not oh. uh-huh did you forget oh, no, no, finish 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 i'll, I'll mention it after okay i'll say i was i was saying that like even even with the like i was going to say that even these commoners are like a different breed because these commoners were the bulk of the armies that went to fight exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> Man. they are not your everyday commoners yeah put some respect on their name hmm. um i was going to mention something well were you going to ask a question after that what question are you going to ask let me see if it ties into this first uh i was going to ask like i've so <coughs> what were they like considered wealthy i mean because they had like the mali the, there was the mali empire that they kept plaguing mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, mali and the mm-hmm, songhai mm-hmm. it's like what funded all these campaigns and all that stuff well fascinatingly enough no they were not wealthy um i did read um somewhere that one of the things is that um the lands where the moshi live is not particularly abundant in crops um mm. yes so some people say this was part of the reason for their raids in the past but um i've only this, i haven't really found enough to 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 certify that as you know something i can say with authority however yes they were not they were very wealthy i mean they were wealthy i mean they were powerful kingdoms well mm-hmm. not necessarily all the kingdoms were wealthy because there were there were many kingdoms in there but some of the kingdoms were wealthy especially yatenga and um, wagadugu we know that they were mm-hmm. wealthy they had a lot of power and influence as well okay um yeah so i can say i can say that with them for sure but then again different kingdoms so different conditions depending on what time in in history and the likes yeah that actually makes yes. sense it makes sense why anyone who isn't a blacksmith or royalty is supposed to farm then if the if the land doesn't yield as much yeah crops, yeah yeah we need much, as many very, oh yeah that's okay that's that makes sense yeah all right Wait, but did so, this tie into what you were going to see no it doesn't so i'm going to say what i'm going to say either way okay so one thing i do want to mention also about um uh, moshi military history 
um mm-hmm. oh fascinating sometimes people call the moshi the cowboys of west africa because oh, of their because they were horse. horse riders <laughs> well even today like they have festivals where they do like horse riding stuff so it ties uh, into see. that whole kind of thing. Yeah, these people really love horses. I mean, yeah. their founder was named Horse, essentially. The stallion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, um, um, Silicon Valley. <laughs> Stallions. Yes. <laughs> Each one more magnificent. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. All right. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So one fascinating thing I wanted to mention ties into their, their, their military minds or history, so to speak. Now, there was this position in the military. They had um, the command of the cavalry. They had like two commands of the cavalry or whatever. But then, the arguably, the most powerful um, master of war was the infantry commander. And his title was Tapsoba. Now, the fascinating thing <laughs> about this guy mm-hmm. who gets this title... I put this on. I put this on our on our on our um, what you call them, it's on our story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The fascinating thing. So for those of you who have seen it, you know already what I'm about to say, is that in the kingdom of Yatenga, no, in all the kingdoms, right? The Tapsoba was not allowed to live in the same kingdom, in the same in the same town as the king. He wasn't allowed. And I'm presuming that had something to do with security and his of ability course. to gather an army. <laughs> Just in case he decides he's tired of him and wants to, you know. Exactly. <laughs> now, the kingdom of Yatenga took it a, a step forward. In okay. their kingdom, right, every mm-hmm. three years, the Tapsoba was ritually killed. Oh, wow. Yes. So, it's a position where if you get it, you are kind of like this top three most powerful in the kingdom for three years and then you die i see that <laughs> and like you go for you go for the role knowing this yeah so i don't i don't know how they used to pick them i don't know whether it was by force. i know it wasn't hereditary for sure they would have been mentioned if it was hereditary but it wasn't mentioned so i'm presuming and, it wasn't all right but yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone is like, this is my moment in glory. Let me just take it and, you know, go. Mm. Or maybe they have AIDS and they're like, let me go out with a bang. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah, it Every was done. three years. <laughs> like, it's not even that long a time. Like, three years. I know, right? I know, right? Three years. Like, in three years, you die. Like, come for this very well-paying job. We will kill you in three years. Do you want it? Oh, yes, man. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that that happened yeah that, okay that happened. but i, I mean, just wanted just, to mention that just let's 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 sh- uh, maybe let's stay with the military for a bit so beyond attacking and plaguing and plundering timbuktu and some other i don't even know if i can classify that as an achievement but <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> what other things like what other notable things have have, have they done as as a people <clears throat> um well they didn't do a lot of conquering far from their homeland actually uh, well, minus what they did in songhai and timbuktu songhai and mali they didn't do a lot of conquering farther from their homelands um most of the conquering they did was of 
people groups similar to them. Apparently, there was even a point in time when they conquered into northern Ghana. Aye. Um, I see. Yeah, but then I, I guess I don't know. I'm sure they ended up fighting each other at some point and grew weak and then had to back out or something. Aye. But I respect. But then also, I see your big brothers. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, the 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 people around that part that they conquered briefly, we 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 didn't like it when other people put came to conquer. So we had a thing of killing the the chiefs that they put over us. So I guess that hey. might have also played a role inside. <laughs> Man, yeah. But um, yeah. So no. So they didn't. They didn't. They didn't go get a lot of land outside of their own domain. And from what I've from the parts I've read, at least. Usually, even when they did it, they didn't do it. They didn't get to hold on to it for a long time, as a result of infighting or growing weak. Because it seemed like the powers of their kingdoms fluctuated wildly at some point. I see. I see. Yeah. I just realized. I just realized, right? That mm-hmm. it's, it all the episodes we cover, you are always quick to mention how the kingdoms or the people of like the, the different african kingdoms we've discussed didn't really fight like certain things that were imposed on them this group like liked to kill off whoever was imposed on them as a chief if they were conquered oh yeah yeah oh yeah there's actually actually still there's still a thing like that going on today in uh, upper east region with not not with my people though with another group um the Kosasis. Uh-huh. Yeah, like like even as we speak right now, like as we speak right now, uh-huh. like two different ethnic groups. So the Mampushis who had conquered um, land in the Kusase, the Kusase were the native people. The Mampushis conquered them and put a chief over them. Right now, the 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 big the the seat the the previous um, king died. Uh-huh. They they are supposed to skin a new king, but it has not been done because when they tried to do it. There was civil unrest because the Kosasis didn't want a Mampusi put over them again. So again, wow. Yeah, it's man. like I don't know how they I don't know how they're going to resolve it though. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Okay. This is good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So um, oh, I was going to mention something. Um, um no 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on what is it oh okay you ask a question i think maybe if you ask it will come back to me yeah okay so they didn't really do much conquering but and then wait no so no they did what, much conquering to form the oh kingdoms. yes not outside yeah, people yes but but i'm just like they are unique in so many ways right like so many different ways like multiple kingdoms mm-hmm. never united into one thing so yeah. what, but what made them I mean and, and the commoners not being like real commoners, like they're just like soldiers lying in wait with everyday jobs. Yeah. But like what what else like what else could you say about them that's like sets them apart from like, oh, right. most of the so, other? So um unlike many other powerful um political entities that have existed uh-huh. in West Africa, these yeah. guys never had like a city kind of thing. Oh, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, instead, they had towns, smaller towns and villages. And um, I was struggling to understand why. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, when you read more about how they lived, it kind of makes sense. So they, they, they prioritized family settings in a sense uh. that 
a man and his family lived in a village, right? And his son grows older and moves out. His son forms his own his own house and family not far from him, not far from his father. Oh, and his okay. father does not his son. So it, it kinda like um does this thing where for a lot of the time people in the same village are related. Okay. Even if not directly, if you go back and trace long enough, you'd find some sort of connection somewhere. Or people in neighboring villages do the same thing. So it had this and because they were they were mainly farmers as well, and they were mainly substance substance subsistence farmers, they uh-huh. grew what they ate. You know? So there was never this kind of centralized you know farming thing to to grow more to feed a larger population everyone was uh, taking care of themselves take care everyone of was doing their own their thing household. yes in their household so that kind okay. of mentality i think at least played a role mm-hmm. in them not actually having proper cities or large towns mainly i mean there were there were some large towns in some areas but those were mainly like the capitals where the where the kings resided ah uh. So outside of the king's towns, most of the time, the, the other towns were small, you know, villages kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's, I wow. Know. Okay. And, and you, I think, you've gone on long enough. You also mentioned that, like, Wagadugu and the other one that came out of Wagadugu, I've forgotten the name. Um, like the, the, you said, those are the, the these are the few remaining ones. So what yeah, to yeah, of, okay. What so to the other ones? yeah, so so um, by the eighteen hundreds, um, by the late eighteen hundreds, a lot of the um, a lot of the the Moshi kingdoms would have faded. Either okay, most of the time they would have either been conquered by another kingdom. Or they would have been merged into another kingdom. And, um, oh, um, tangent. When I was reading this, one thing I came across was the fact that the Moshi, some of the Moshi kingdoms, uh, I think like Wagadugu, they employed uh-huh. um, Ashanti musketeers in their army huh? when they were going what? to war sometimes. Yeah. Oh my, wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's just fascinating, by the way. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, the, the these kingdoms. Sorry, another tangent. I should have mentioned though that um, the Mushis traded with um, Ghanaian kingdoms. They sold stuff like horses and cottons to Ghanaian and Ivorian kingdoms as well, and they bought like ah. stuff like cola nuts and you know, you know the likes. And they also sold salt mm-hmm. downstairs from the Sahelian kingdoms. All right, now back to answering your questions, right? <clears throat> So by the time um, of around the 1800s, right, um, mm-hmm. most of the kingdoms would have faded away. Um, they would have either been conquered or would have, they would have become so small that they were barely significant or barely had any power. And they were like um, subservient to another more powerful kingdom. You get it. Yeah, so by yeah. the time... Yeah. So, in fact, by the 1890s, by the time the French, well, by the time Europe is like, hey, guys, I have a cake. It's called Africa. Let's share it. Let's share it. Yeah. 
<laughs> by that time, um, there would be only a few kingdoms that really held the power in the Moshi land. There would be okay. some other smaller ones, but there would be only a few that really held the power. And those ones were um, Yatenga, mm-hmm. um, Wagadugu, Father Ngoma, mm-hmm. and then Tenkodugo. Oh, okay. Yes, these are the ones that would actually have some power by the time that uh, the, um, what did they call them? The Europeans. Yes, the Europeans decide to, you know, have the land for themselves. Um, but then, well, Wagadugo actually, no, so Tenkodoko was actually incorporated into Wagadugo. So it actually became subservient. It was just those three. Father Ngoma, Wagadugo, oh. and Yatenga. So yeah, so, so Council okay. Tenkodoko. Yeah. Um, I see. Anyway. Yeah. So those are the, those would be the significant ones uh, at that point in time. And then um, the French will defeat them and essentially, mm. you know, take over. And um, yeah, that pretty much be the end of the Moshi empires. And the one very funny thing is I don't know how the French won the war because no one ever talks about how the French won. Like I, I searched and searched and searched and I always just found and the French defeated the Moshis in 1897. The French defeated <laughs> the Moshis in 1890. Yeah, everyone just gave like an overly summarized version. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I couldn't ever find details of the war that led to that. But yeah, the Moshis lost to the French. And yeah, that was it. The French incorporated them into what they called the uh, Upper Volta, what would eventually become modern day Burkina Faso. Mm. Yeah. Ah. Um, oh, I should have mentioned something. Um, I do not know why, but for some reason, the kingdom of Ouagadougou would become the most significant kingdom today, as in today in Burkina Faso. The kings of Ouagadougou gave themselves the title Mogunaba, which is essentially emperor of the world. King of the world. Yes, and their hey, title sort of maybe. king, emperor, whatever you want to use. Uh-huh. Ruler <laughs> of their, the world. Yeah, sure. And their title sort of supersedes the titles of the other kings. However, the other kings hey. were not subservient to them. So I don't know why they decided to give themselves that title, but some for some reason they did. And today in Burkina Faso, the king of Ouagadougou is seen as the most powerful monarch in Burkina Faso. And he's revered by a lot of Moshi people. Um, He has a lot of political power. He's like the queen of England in the sense that he's politically neutral. He doesn't pick sides in any fights, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he minds his own business. He wields a lot of you know soft power behind the scenes but he doesn't he doesn't do much in terms of that um but yeah so that's the story of the mushi kingdoms that is amazing so much yeah so so much information (laughs) (laughs) so so much information 
Yeah. Ah, okay. Man, okay. This is <coughs> this is enough. This is enough. I don't even think we've covered as much as you wanted to cover, but I think this is enough for anyone who's yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like at some point I was actually like, let me just stop adding more information. Yeah, I mean if you read so much about infighting and decided okay, let me just stop here, then it means the, the yeah, must have been Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Nah, I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not worth it. Let's just stop it over here. <laughs> that's good. That's good. But I guess that brings us to the end then. Yes, that brings us to the end of um, another episode of Africa's Untold Stories. Right. So, the lesson. Um, <laughs> the lesson for this episode that um, I'd pick is a lesson on how relationships shape society. And the reason for that particular one is how um, the relationship between not just the 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 Moshi conquerors and their the people they conquered shaped how religion works in their society. Mm. It's also the relationship between um, within families, within members of a families that affected the Moshi culture. Um, pre-colonization which did not favor large cities in the same way the relationships they had with their military was such that it allowed everyone to do whatever they wanted until the time of Mm. war their relationship they also had with the military was such that they allowed people to run go for a position which demanded their death after three years years. So, man, <laughs> in a way, um, the the Moshi society is one that has a very direct reflection of. Um, it's a very direct reflection of the relationship that the people within the society have with mm. each other in the various mm-hmm. quarters and um, externally as well. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the focus. That's yeah, the lesson. Especially the whole families and yeah. the small small clusters of towns instead of a big city sort of thing so really thank you guys for joining um we would uh love it if you read the podcast and um like it and share and um, reach out to us for anything really um we love to hear your feedback really appreciate it Mm -hmm. um so yeah and remember to follow us on instagram at africas untold stories and on twitter yeah. at at africas underscore untold s and um yeah so that's it for today's episode this was actually supposed to be the last episode of this season this mm-hmm. is episode 14 it's supposed to be the last yeah. episode um, oh you know the episode number i'm impressed i'm i'm, I'm very impressed because <laughs> <laughs> it's a multiple of seven yeah okay um, all right so we'd see uh, we might continue mm-hmm. before we take a break but um we'd see whatever the case is we'd let you know um right. so yeah, yeah till next time peace peace <laughs>